and we edge closer towards the trade deadline and the midpoint of the season box head, six weeks down. And no longer is there any undefeated teams in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, third of the way through, 18 weeks. So starting to get interesting. Yep, 49ers, Eagles, uh, down in close games, tight yeah. games, but it's always going to happen. Very, very hard in the NFL to go undefeated, and probably not a bad thing. Get a loss. Well, at it's some a point. bad thing because you don't want to well, lose. It's but, a loss. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't plan to lose, but of course it's going to happen. Better, better now than <clears throat> learn lessons that you need to learn too late. So, mm. and with that, now the NFC tightens up. The Lions, who have just kept on winning, five and one equal with the Eagles and the 49ers. Mm. Then there's uh, a couple of teams sitting there. In behind, but most of those divisions are fairly separated. Whereas the AFC, Chiefs and Dolphins, five and one, sit atop. But the North is very tight. The South is still wide open. Yeah, there's a fair bit going on on that side of the draw. And um, you look on the NFC side. I think the only real division that's up for grabs at the moment still is the South. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, for, for the rest of them, most of them so far, the other three are far and away. Yeah. I know. I think it's only Dallas is only one behind. Or sorry. Um, it may be in that uh, the division with the Eagles, but for the Eagles, I still think. Yeah, but it probably looks like one of their like they're both going to make the playoffs anyway. One will just be a wild card. Yeah, with the record and uh, trade deadline we spoke about October thirty first, so just under two weeks now. There's been a lot of talk. One of the first trades happened today. So the Jets, who had Mikael Harden from the Chiefs, did a deal this year, picked up the bloke from Hard Knocks, Dave Gibson. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much for his role, limited snaps, traded back to the Chiefs for. Basically, some late round picks. So yeah, salary dump. For the Chiefs, get somebody back they're familiar with, just another weapon. Still, obviously, working through things on the offensive side. And yeah, I guess on the Jet side of things, only a one year deal, four million. Picked up someone for less than that, whatever the, the cap it is. Yeah. Probably bugger all. Makes, um, it, makes it worthwhile. Just sell your losses and move on. But, well, yeah, it's not a loss, really. Like, nah. I think he would have had a different role if Rodgers was there, but he's not. So, one year deal. So, away we go. And they're talking about a bit more to happen, who'll be buyers, who'll be sellers, teams like Denver, etc., that have found themselves in a hole. I know the Vikings had a win again the other day, but realistically, the direction they're trending, the players they've got, what's available to them, are they better off stripping out a few more parts? Yeah, I don't like how... I reckon the trade deadline's pretty early, really. Like, it won't even be halfway through the season, and there's a trade deadline. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, well, we I wish it was a little bit later, maybe 31st of November. But then I suppose you're probably getting to the point where teams are just... Yeah, they could sell or dump and move on a bit, you know, or try and... Maybe mid-November, maybe two weeks later, like end of week 10. I don't know. But yeah, you're talking about, you know... I think you get more excitement a little bit later, just just fractionally later. Your teams like the Broncos, obviously got bits to sell. Uh, they've already sold off bits. You've seen Rena Gregory go to the 49ers. Frank Clark, they restructured his deal <laughs> and then still got rid of him. Carolina, 0-6, no first-round pick last year, traded up. They've got a few pieces there that if they think they need to rebuild, they could move on. The Giants, I know it's only been a year after Dayball, but things have gone well off the rail. They've got some big contracts. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of teams there. Minnesota, like we spoke about, going 2-4. and four. I was surprised after Jefferson went on IR this week that they decided to push on. I know the Bears are you know, a pretty hard team to lose to, even if you aren't trying it the way they're going at the moment. But, yeah, just... To go two and four in a situation where Kirk Cousins is contract, you're looking at that right now and the potential of getting one of those quarterbacks and the Patriots are another one. I think for the deals they've signed over the last few years, especially in some of those receiver positions for guys that haven't really delivered, yeah, it's probably uh, getting to that point for a few teams to sell. And when you talk about buyers, you're obviously talking about teams at the top end like 
would the Chiefs consider trying to go out for a wide receiver if they're not happy with what they've got? I don't know. Their defense is certainly holding them up this year. That you know they're second and top five in a lot of categories there. Philly secondary, it's been very leaky. Could they pull something there? We know that Roseman and the team there like to go crazy um, in terms of what they do there. For the Lions, just because of where they are and how they've built nicely, I don't know if there's anything of any particular need. Maybe someone in the secondary, but there's a few teams there, and I think the other one that stood out to me is probably Buffalo. After losing Milano, losing Tredavious, similar deal, um, maybe a bit thinner on the back end. Yeah, don't know if there's a move they'd like to make there, but yeah, there's a couple of teams I guess that if you feel your window's open, you might want to make a move. But yeah, yeah, yeah. there'll be heaps happen. The 100%. fact, like you said, that window's coming. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of discussions going on inside the scenes, but there hasn't been a whole lot spoken about publicly. The only one, like I've just said, that was really obvious so far is that Denver's clearly stripping out some money. Yeah. Peyton realizes, you know, some of the players, some of the deals that were there prior to him, he doesn't want them there. Yeah. So Clark, big deal. Randy Gregory's only into the second year of a five-year deal out the door. Whatever dead money or whatever hits they have to take now for the long-term benefit, they're obviously doing that. And then the other question poses what we spoke about the whole way. If Wilson's not his guy or he doesn't feel like he can win with Wilson or wants to move on, do they get to a point where they sit him this year, take the dead money hit or see if they can trade him? I doubt they're going to be able to trade him. But the amount of dead money I haven't looked at Spotrack to see, um, to have a look at Stidham and then try and move on, I don't know. But hmm. it's uh, certainly interesting. Yeah, a lot, a lot to watch. It's going to be good. <clears throat> Exciting. Let's jump in. Chiefs Broncos, speaking of, certainly not an entertaining game. It was, oh, man, it, the Thursday nights have been stinkers. But it's been, it was the story of this round, the red zone. A lot of teams, it was just field goal thons. There wasn't many teams yeah. getting the straps. So I think the only one who really exploded, as they do every week, was the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Chiefs here, six cracks in the red zone, one touchdown. It wasn't... Uh, much to behold, that's for sure. The offense is still poor, still working through some things. I think at the moment, if Kelsey wasn't on the field just like he wasn't in week one, I don't know what they'd do. Yeah, They lean on Pacheco. Rashi Rice seems like the only other sort of one that he's leaning on a little bit now. Um, but yeah, like how much of that is the receivers or is there much also back on you know, Mahomes? But the Broncos are the, the worst-ranked defense in the league. So pretty much a reflection of the game. They, they're struggling on defense. Chiefs are struggling on offense, but the big thing for them this year is this is the best defense they've ever had. And they're coming up big. Bolton made plays. Gay got a tip pick. Reed, Carl Loftus, Chris Jones obviously re-signing. Nick Duffy, the guy they drafted last year, they got turnovers. Um, they impacted the game. And again, to be 5-1 and one, given how poor they've been on that side of the ball, and we've seen a struggle against the Jets and a couple other teams, we're still waiting to see if that improves. Hence, again, I don't know if they would consider going for someone that they consider a more viable wide receiver option or not, but mm. their offense at the moment is really not doing that well. And thank God for them, they're humming on the defensive, defensive side of things. Yeah. But for the Broncos, yeah, it wasn't a great day. I know Russ is copping a lot, but when you look at sort of the numbers and what he did last year, I think a lot last year was probably on him. This year, I, I don't think he's been probably as bad as what it seems. I think the whole team as a whole, you know. They're a top five yeah. defense. They've still got some weapons. Look, he's there. not worth them. He's not playing up to them. So oh, certainly not what he's Simple up to. As that, so. I, I think it's just all going to shit this year, completely. Which is making him untradeable. Hmm. That contract's and, untradeable. Yeah, plain and simple. But yeah, yeah I, it's hard hard to know. But yeah, his performances have dipped, and he his salary makes him untradeable. And yeah, he's just not. He's not the player he was. So. Mm. Did Pete Carroll see something? Is there something physically that 
we don't know about. Well, I think all the other stuff that they know. probably did a good job keeping quiet. A lot of the players kept speaking about him and being an individual and he was protected and this, that and the other. And it ever seemed since like he was gone, Carroll and that obviously still haven't said anything. But a lot of the players certainly had a bit to say about him. And then you had the talk last year that yeah. with Hackett there, wanted his own trainer, wanted his own offer. Like it's all very individual and a couple of players there. Have yeah, but like the him. greatest quarterback of all time was like that. He had his own trainer and he had his own way and he was a bit yeah, polarizing. But, but he was in with the yeah, young just, people and with the group and trained with them. Like I think winning solves a lot of that stuff. Like they were winning, you wouldn't be hearing about it. And so. I don't think you heard a bad word on the other side. They all loved him. They wanted to play with him. So Brady, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no doubt. I'm just saying that he was an individual. He had his own trainers. It rubbed certainly rubbed people up within oh, organizations. Right? Yeah. Didn't rub anyone else the wrong way. Well, you don't know that. Used him, but you don't know that. Hmm. I it think. would have definitely rubbed people up the wrong way. It would have definitely rubbed players up the wrong way. But they would have taken it because he's, you know, such a good player and they're winning games. This is the opposite end of that where, you know, you're losing and you start to look for reasons why and it's Yeah. Anyway. Move on. Hmm. It was a crap game. <laughs> put it put it that way. Yep. Chiefs Yeah, Chiefs are doing enough. They're frustrating to watch at the moment as well. I don't yeah, think they're ordinary. They're uh they're very clunky. And, uh, but again, you, you look at probably the preseason they've had, I expect them to, to get better. And they've had a lot of changes. I think Hardman coming back in will be good for Mahomes. Yeah, he was still more a gadget player. They said they got a lot yeah, of those Yeah, a gadget player in, in what they had. They've stripped it back even more. So I think it'd be quite valuable. Mm. Which is why I'm surprised. Like, I don't know what sort of room they've got to go for anybody or if there's anybody out there for them. But yeah, it's a good vertical threat. Like, him and Tony and McKinnon and the way they sort of use everybody at the moment, they're just lacking like an out-and-out wide receiver. Mm. Van, oh, you know, Valdez Scantling here or there comes up with a big play, but they don't have somebody that they can go to. Pretty much, Kelsey pretty much is a wide receiver playing in the slot. He doesn't block. He's not really one of those kind of guys. He's not a Gronk-type receiver. But <coughs> he, he's like wide receiver money. Essentially right now, if, he's, <laughs> if he wasn't there... I don't know what they'd be doing. That's his safety blanket. But yeah, <clears> defensive <throat> side of the ball, though, coming up big for him. A win's a win, and it's a divisional win. So Correct. good result. Yeah. Ravens, Titans, 24 6. Another one again where they're just converting in the red zone. Absolutely going nowhere. This should have been a blowout. They should have really knocked the doors off him here. But I think Tucker it was like six field goals. Hmm. Something along those lines. So yeah, it was a tough night. Uh, on the side of the Titans and they're another one again that are in a weird position got some good defensive pieces got Henry in the final year of his contract are you going to keep him long term like they've got plenty of tread on the tie there not many running backs go two two deals Tannehill's certainly not your long term option they drafted two quarterbacks the last couple of years Spears the rookie they've drafted seems to have a bit of spark to him so they're one I sort of looked at and thought well do they become sellers do they move on Henry now and see what they can get for him if they're not going to give him a long term deal again mm. Because it's not very often you get two... Con- the second contract's the one thing that everyone's scared about with a running back, let alone a third contract. Yeah. So, do they see a window there now? Tannehill, similar deal. Uh, do they look at a Levis? Do they look at Willis? Is there anything there that they're willing to look at for the rest of the year and play with him and Spears and just sort of move on? Oh, I don't know. With a variable, I doubt it. But I think the Henry thing's of serious consideration. Because yeah. your quarterback situation's certainly not long-term. You've spent two sort of mid-round picks on quarterbacks, but... Yeah, when you've been putting the miles that you have on him and the amount of carries he's had at some point, I don't know if anyone else out there would pay him a long-term deal or maybe they're willing to pay him good one-year deals, which you see with some guys at the back end, but 
yeah, I think that would be an interesting market for them to see if they want to move or see if they can negotiate something. Definitely. But yeah. I think they're in that similar sort of transition point. They've got some good defensive pieces, not a whole lot on offense. Like Hopkins is another one who's basically a one year rental, but it looks like they need a knockdown rebuild on the offensive side of the ball completely. Agree. So <clears throat> um, for the Ravens, this offense has been hit and miss. Like they seem to move down the field. They got themselves in the red zone enough times, but just a field goal fest. So. Uh, Munkin in this year, come out of Georgia. Changes were all in the benefit of Lamar. There's moments where it's looked really good. There's moments where it's looked pretty ordinary. The only real consistent feature has always been Andrews, and this year Flowers are sort of added to that. But, yeah, they're, they're a similar deal. They've, they've had some good wins, and they've had some games like the Colts when we look at it and go, what's going on here? Mm. So they're still working their way through. Some injuries on their pass rush side of things as well hasn't helped. But, yeah, watching this one, the amount of field goals, just sort of sitting there going, well, 24 points. It, it was a lot closer than what it should have been. This should have been a blowout. Yeah, definitely. It honestly should have been a blowout. But yeah, win for them. Four and two. They hold the lead for now in the division. The South is still open for the Titans. But again, at two and four and with what they're working with, um, they either need to go down swinging or make a decision about a rebuild, like we said, on that side of the ball. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, other than that. Uh, Washington and the Falcons. Frustrating game. Especially if you're a Falcons fan, obviously. No, uh, not really. <clears throat> just three picks. More of what? Critical red zone stuff again. Chances yeah. to score. Young quarterback. Man. Couldn't get it going on the ground. As uh, soon as you know, yeah. As soon as you know, as soon as we can't get the ground going, we're not beating anyone. Mm. Or at least stay balanced. And poor old Hubbard, mm. they're saying he's on record to break the one previously by David Carr for the most sacks in his rookie season. But I know he's had a little bit of ups and downs, but he's tough. He is tough. Because he yeah. gets hit a lot. Because that yeah. offensive line is doing absolutely zero for him. But <clears throat> stood there and copped it. Come up with three touchdown throws. Some good plays. Uh, Robinson, a couple of plays in the back end. Weren't the greatest by the, the secondary of the Falcons. But yeah, to be getting sacked at the rate that he's been hit at at the moment. And running for your life. He, he's hanging tough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, while there's been one or two down weeks, there's certainly been some up weeks. So this doesn't seem like too bad a decision now when you look at the six-week sample size from Washington so far. Because a lot of people question the offseason. What are they doing? He was picked as like a third or a fourth rounder. Is that really the way they're going to go? But, you know, working with the enemy, looking where they're at right now, um, in terms of what we say, if you can get someone handy on that side of the ball and spend some money in other areas, like if they could shore up the O-line, between McLaurin, Dotson, Logan Thomas, the few running backs they've got, they've certainly got some weapons. They do. But if they can protect him a bit better from what he showed so far on the defensive side of the ball, we know they're pretty good. Who knows? I, I don't see it happening this year. But if they feel like they've got their long-term quarterback, maybe they can make some investments around him. Or they've got someone they can at least sit on for a few years. It's not going to cost them a lot. Um, but yeah, for the Falcons, I guess, again, it's been that up and down of having a rookie quarterback or essentially a rookie who sat for a year. And uh, The funny thing here is they, yardage-wise, and moving the ball, they had twice as many yards. So they put themselves constantly in good positions and move the ball. Um, but red zone and turnovers. When you come up with multiple turnovers, you're not going to win a game. And that was pretty much the story of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. Ritter, another learning experience and when that runs mostly contained. But yeah, went 402 yards to 193. Um, you know, multiple first downs, but the three turnovers, 37 minutes of possession. Like They basically controlled everything but the scoreboard. So that's the hard part. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, they're another one you sort of look at. Like, I don't know if they'd consider making any sort of moves but there is some small positives London getting plenty of receptions starting to find the ball Pitts 
slowly but surely coming into the mix there. But yeah, the turnover is the big thing. Have to cut that out. And the secondary just opened up way too easily. I think Howell only had 15 completions for three touchdowns. Mm. So some uh, shaky stuff this week for them. But the South stays wide open. Texans Saints, speaking of, uh, on the AFC South versus someone from the NFC South, Stroud. First pick of his career, but man, the guy's got some good luck. It was picked, and then the man who picked it fumbled it and gave it straight back to him in the same play. So his turnover was essentially rubbed out within one play. But um, again, young team, bounced back this week. Yeah. They were pretty solid on the day. After that, he went back to being his normal self. He's building a nice connection with Dalton Schultz. They moved the ball well. Uh, on the flip side for the Saints, it still looks like it's not happening on offense. He's got Kamara back in. There was a lot of dump-offs, a lot of screens, <laughs> short yardage, 50 throws, however many completions, 350 yards, but... Similar deal again, like in terms of the run and then executing in red zone. The kicker they ended up drafting, Groupie's been really, really good for them, but they only come up with 13 points. Yeah, has been, yeah, excellent. This was another question again. When you pay for a quarterback, was Carr good? Is he mid-tier? Is he not worth the money? Who was going to pay him? Four years, $150 million was the investment, and the dead cap hit next year is 50-something million. So really, the only way out here again, if the Saints wanted to move off, would be a trade. Otherwise, they have to sit and wait until the third year where they get out for $11 million. So, But, like, if they're going to get out, what are they getting out to do? What are they going to do? Well, that's my point. With, with the way they've tied the money up, the only this way the thing, like, is after you three have, seasons. Like, a mid- or low-tier quarterback, it's always like, well, can we move in? Can we trade? You're never going to trade for... Or a lot of the time, you're never going to really be able to trade for someone who's generational. Like, you know, you look at the Jets to get Rodgers. Yeah. You look at the Bucks to get Brady. Yeah. Well, they got in free agency. No, I understand that. Money. That's I understand, rare opportunity. I understand that. Yeah. But how often does that happen? No, it doesn't. But I'm just saying here for them, this was a free agent sort of signing. He got No, released. I like the signing. I thought the signing was good. But just a big <laughs> investment, you know? Yeah. For, for what but what invested. are they doing? What What's the plan? If, if it's not Carr, then who is it? Hmm. And like you said, is it a movable deal? I think it probably is. In the scheme of where money is, yeah. But I think all I think the money it definitely is. all the money's in next year, it seems. The dead cap it was like fifty something million of that. So Um yeah, it's not until after year three. What about Captain Kirk for Derek Carr? Who says no? Well, I think on their side of things, if they feel like they can dump the salary or just get it, you know. But I think the the difference for the Vikings right now is they've only basically <laughs> got one year one year on Kirk, they can move on. Yeah, no, if that's they what take I'm saying. Yeah. And they've got to hold on to him for another couple of years, or they have to take a massive dead cap hit. So you're better mm. off just sitting on what you've got or waiting until the deal expires. Yeah, but yeah, but if 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 potentially they like Car, I'm like, just who looking better, Car or Cousins? Cousins, okay, easily. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. I don't know that it's that clear cut, but I think there's a lot of guys in that. Sort of middle tier that I think it's more uh, the decision for the length of the deal. I could have all of them. Yeah, I agree. I could with have understood. I, 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 I agree with that. But yeah. four years, hundred fifty million. Very the guarantees. It's sort of yeah. now just like well, you sort of trapped. A that's a fair bit. point. That's all. I, I don't mind him similar year, but I just when I saw the years, I was like, okay. Mm. And that's why I looked today at the dead money and like, where is it? But it's after three. I'm like, well, you've basically tied yourself to him now. Like, see, the but one thing I give you wouldn't have got him unless you gave him that. That's that's the yeah. The but he didn't really have options. He got punted. He didn't have a whole yeah, lot of options. I, so I don't know about you got to be somewhat flexible, but that's why I look at the like the one that 
I'm still confused about was the Giants with Daniel Jones. They've essentially got an out after next year. But between him changing management and where they were before that and who would have actually signed him, they would have been better off just tagging him and saying, prove it for another year. Because yeah. now they're sitting there going, well, we've paid him $40 million. He's not playing well. The team's not going great. I think it, a lot like of it's just like didn't their need market to give him... contracts. Like the market determines what... what I, just, I don't understand what change between management changes though. They didn't need to give him the deal before that. And then suddenly his management changes, next minute he's got a deal. Yeah. Like who's going out there reaching for Daniel Jones? No one would have gone and reaching for him. Not to pay that money. 40 million a year. I get the yeah, out year too, but it was just sort of, again, like, I'm like, that's what the tag's for. Heaps of people just do that with the tag, whether the players like it or not, and just say, well, that's the one upside to the NFL. Yeah. So many times you see that. Look at Lamar. I know he tried to hold out a little bit after that, but it's like multiple years there, you can tag a play. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm just looking at him now, like, with Thomas off all his injuries, that's a big deal. I know that got restructured. You got a larvae. You got Kamara coming to the back end, so there's just a couple of pieces there, and then you got a guy that's tied in for a few years. I'm sort of looking at going similar to you. What is the plan? Yeah, because the defense is good, but that's not getting any younger either. So true. That was sort of the one position, <clears throat> you know, that they thought maybe if we get someone who's solid like him in or a mid tier, it might take off. But so far, it just hasn't really clicked. Yeah, um, I know he had the AC joint injury the other week as well. Alave's already beaten up, but between Alave. Thomas, Kamara being back in the mix, like you sort of look at the weapons they've got and think, well, you should be able to score more than 13 points and kick a couple of field goals. Yeah, true. Um, whereas the Texans, I, again, I know the Anderson trade-up kind of surprised me with the extra picks. I thought they would have liked to have had, you know, the extra first this year. But right now, like we said, with the young bits, the amount of money they've got, what they've got, uh, they're still in a really, really good position. So if you do make it Ryan's, it's just another tick again. Yeah, three and three, solid base. And the number one thing is, if you've got it right with your quarterback, your window opens for a few years to go spend money in other positions. And so far, he hasn't <clears> hit the wall yet, which most rookies do. But there's more than enough to sit there and make you rub your hands together and think we might have a chance the next few years to uh, spend some money and put some players around him before we have to pay our quarterback. Yeah. But solid win for them. And uh, yeah, I I really enjoy watching them play. To be honest, and watching Stroud, who was pretty highly critiqued out of all the quarterbacks last year or a lot didn't think he was worthy of that pick I'm, I'm not saying the situation or the personnel picks are always right or wrong as compared to a Bryce Young and you know his size or his ability to read the game and this that and the other but if you're sitting there right now and saying we're doing a redraft today I think the Panthers might uh, reconsider who they picked yeah. and that's not yeah. to say Bryce is bad but I think you know just being a smaller quarterback and I don't buy into the size thing all the time it's not always true but um, it's a bit of a fit He's like always a had a thing as well, isn't it? Because like, the talk was that's who they were after originally. Uh, but they ended up settling on Young and they obviously traded the extra pick to make sure they got it. Yeah. So, big investment. But, yeah, Stroud comes up again. Um, good win for them. Good signs and, and more combinations building. And, yeah, I think on the other side, there were some moments with Shahid. Kamara was busy being back in there. The young kid they drafted to kick field goals, like I said, has been good, but probably just need more from Carr. Like little screens and dump offs and short passes, just not going to cut it. So no. Mm. Dolphins. This was a weird one, but my God, McDaniel and his offense is just out of this world. They were down fourteen zip after a slow start and a couple of three and out drives. The Carolina Panthers finally get back more to the ground game. Hubbard had a pretty good day. Young links up with Thielen. It's 14-zip. And then after that, the Dolphins just go off. They absolutely go off. There's a good reason they're number one in the run, number one through the air. 
And probably the scary part is, and again, listen to Lombardi and other people say this and you literally say it. The funny part is, and this is more credit to him, their O-line's not good. But the way he dresses things up, the amount of motion, the amount of movement, and deep, like he's pretty much covering with his scheme and his system for his offensive line and for Tua. Not to say he's not good, but like it all just enhances everybody. And all the speed, whether it be the run plays, screen passes, the long play, my God. And once they get going, they just unleash. Yeah. And here again, three on the ground, three in the air. They are leading all offensive categories by a mile. And forget first downs, possession, control. They don't care about any of that. They just go full Goro style, rip the limbs off teams and go, yeah, try and keep up with the scoreboard. Yeah. Yeah, they're certainly ticking it over like a pinball machine at the moment. Mm. And A-Chain was out, you know. It's going to be it. interesting to see, yeah, just whether whether it can hold up is my, uh, not my concern. No, nah, I think just, their, that's that's just the question that I've got. I think to their credit, though, that like they took some learnings away the other week from the Bills game and pretty much said that afterwards. Like, yeah, that was good. That was a bit of a reality check, punch in the mouth, and they've just kept it on keeping it. Oh, no, no doubt. I, I like I, I like the fact that they're... I really enjoy listening, own, listening to him too. They own who they are. Hmm. I actually like McDaniel, just the way he speaks to... A lot of stuff's very forthright and very upfront, and he has a little bit of sarcasm there and a bit of joke about him, but, you know, he copped it a bit last year. Like I said, oh, he's supposed to be a run game guru. They're 30th <laughs> in the run. Well, he's more than answered that this year. First yeah. in run, first in O, like... Yeah, and look, mate, straight away, you can't always get what you want straight away. He's enhancing like. tour. He's enhancing everybody. Yeah, I think the only thing they're probably missing maybe is a tight end. They moved on from Jasicki. They obviously didn't feel like that was a big part of his scheme, but maybe if they just had someone who... I think the way they play in the back end has been so quick. If you had even a half-decent tight end, they'd just be open space over the middle constantly. Yeah. The way they play, but... Hill again, only six catches, but 163 yards. Waddle, second option. Mostert, like I said, three. Just, man, they just got speed to burn. They're the quickest team in the NFL by a mile. And they're on record pace in terms of yardage. Like first to second, I think the difference is almost 700 yards at the moment. And I think Hill after six games is only just short of 1,000 yards already. Yeah, that's... Like, yeah, they this started 14-0, finished 42-24. And when you get to the point where you can rest your starter for a second game already in six weeks, put Mike White out there, who throws a pick six first play, which is the only reason they got the extra touchdown, you're in a pretty good spot. Yeah. So... There you are. I think for the big thing for them as well is they certainly don't need to work on their offense, but Fangio in, trying to help that defense. Phillips, one of their better D linemen, they've had a couple of injuries. That that side of the ball is getting better. So as long as that keeps improving across the year, <clears throat> you know they're going to rack up points. Yep. But if yeah. that defense gets to the level of the investment, why they paid for a guy like Vic Fangio, I think they're going to be a real scary, you know, contender at the back end of the year in the AFC. Agree. Like if they went to the KC right now. It'd be a good matchup defense against offense with the way they're going on that side of the ball. But the one thing I would say right now, there's no way the Chiefs could get into a shootout with them. The way they're playing right now. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't advise it. Mm. But good signs for the Dolphins. Very good signs indeed. Jags, Colts, good day uh, for the Jags. Slowly sort of been building, been waiting, and this is more one of those breakouts that you were sort of expecting from that offense. It was looking good last year. Ball's got going on the ground. Etienne starting to have some impact there. Probably a big underrated piece. Their left tackle was suspended to start there, which is the most important piece, obviously, of your offensive line. Yeah. Robinson back in, but things are happening there. Freeing things up for the pass. Trev Lawrence is having a better time. 
Ridley, Kirk, etc. Moving the ball around. Probably hasn't been as good a start in the year as I expected, again, with him, with Engram and the guys he had connection with last year. But also their defense. Ola Kwan uh, and all these sort of guys making contributions. They got three picks off Minchu going back to his old stomping ground. And at one point, this was 31-6. to six. It was over before it even got going. There was a couple of garbage time things at the back end for the Colts. But yeah, Taylor underdone again. It showed only five or six carries, not effective. Moss, they stopped him. So all big positives for them in terms of trying to take control of the South and what big, they're doing on yeah, both sides of the ball. Big time. Because um, the first few weeks, it was more... Red zone again, not executing, but they certainly did that today. Their defense is on the up, and as a whole, that looks like it's their division to take. They're probably the best on both sides of the ball, and they've got the pieces in the right spots at the moment. So they do, yeah. Um, for the Colts, as soon as Richardson went on IR, like I like Minshew, but again, as much fight they've had this year, I, I sort of think this was coming at some point, and I think this is sort of the reality yeah. of where yeah. they're at roster wise. Everyone would agree that they were overachieving. Yeah, they surprised me. Yeah. They nice. certainly surprised me, but yeah, Minshew had one or two that were a bit loose, and this is the thing when you're not getting the reps. One was overthrown, one was a little bit underthrown. Like, there was a couple of bad ones, but, you know, uh, one thing I will say for him, he doesn't go away. Not he cleaned things up at the back end. Maybe yeah. he can carry that into next week, but the reality here is knowing that he's on IR, he's got a few weeks to work on things, obviously, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I think for them, they're in that sort of situation again where You've sorted the deal with Taylor. You've got Richardson there. If he looks like he's going to be injured longer term, I don't see why you'd risk him this year. Um, if it's going to be more a six to eight week, I'd probably just let Minshew play out the season. Let's get him more film, more reps, more practice, try and get the highest pick possible I can and try and move on. But yeah, they, they got romped. O-line got picked on. Run game didn't get going. Jags, dominant win for them and a good division win and a great result. And Yeah, four and two, the South's best at this point in time. Now, Cincy, the bounce back. Um, probably the most impressive thing, I guess, for them. The healthier Burrow's got, I think you can see more and more signs of his movement, which was the big thing that wasn't happening the first few weeks. Keeping plays alive, surveying the field, and doing just the things that only he can do. But their defense is slowly starting to come back into it. Yeah, They obviously had some losses on that side of the ball, but Hendrickson, Hubbard, there was a couple of guys, a couple of picks. They made some plays. You know, the Seahawks certainly moved the ball. They had a lot more passing yards. Kenneth Walker's great on the ground. They had pretty good balance there. But when they needed to come up with plays or get a sack or get a takeaway, uh, it's just slowly all trending in the right direction right now for Cincy. Yeah. They're, so. they're a scary team, man. Mm. A scary team if they they can get to their best form. and I think they will. Mm. But some good signs, like you said. Um, the slow start, but pulled themselves back in and when you're getting takeaways and Joey's able to make plays and move around which he wasn't the first few weeks clearly like I said the healthier he gets uh, everything's on the upward trend big time good man. day with Chase probably the only I guess concern for them so far is they really haven't been able to run the ball this year they've got nothing off that side of things Mixon restructured his contract again like a lot of these running backs sort of realising where things are at but um, he had a real big contribution last year run and pass but oh sorry run and catch, but this year in particular, just the straight-up running game hasn't really been effective. So yeah. I think that, in line with his injury, in line with the defensive struggles, just more and more pressure on him to throw the ball. But O-line did a better job, which is another thing that was lacking. He had time on one or two plays there to survey and come up with the right result. And um, Tough one to eke out because the Seahawks definitely had an easy out and a good win. Yep. So, yeah. Good result and 
three and three. Uh, the North, as always, yeah. is stacked up. Contested, so stacked up. Some big games when they get head to head as the year goes on. Every game means something there. But speaking of the other North, one that's zero contest at the moment because the Lions are just absolutely running well with it. The Vikings, 19-13 over the Bears. This was another one that was hard to watch. Um, no Jefferson, and it showed. But for the Bears, you know, Fields and Baggett, who come in afterwards, six sacks, three turnovers. He dislocated his thumb. This was just, yeah, it was a tough watch. Tough sell. You don't tell them, uh, the Vikings, similar deal. Struggled to move the ball without Jefferson there. Addison got some extra targets. He came up with a touchdown play. Um there was a couple of picks from both that weren't the greatest. Badgett threw one that just dropped short. Kirk, he's been pressured a little bit, had a tip pick. There was some pretty ordinary moments, but two and four, I guess my only question, like I said, for both of them is why? Like, if I'm the Bears at this point in time, I know what I want. I know that Carolina's got the worst record in the league right now, and I know that we're close to the worst record. If I'm going to get the one and two picks, I want that. Yeah. And with the cap space, like, 100%. I don't, I really do not give a fuck at this point about anything. If we have cap space and I know we're terrible, I don't want to win games. So Fields right now, if that thumb's bad enough, IR, play with Baggin. Hmm. Let it go. They've already put Herbert on IR. Any good pieces you've got, like a Mooney or that, or if you can think there's any value there you can trade, do it. Take all that cap space, take the two top picks, get Caleb Williams, get Marvin Harrison Jr., receiver, quarterback, and go spend your money on an offensive line. Fair. But uh, for the Vikings, yeah, I'm... Just not sure quite what they're thinking there. Like, you, you're stacked on that side. Defense is still a bit hot and cold. They traded out some veteran contracts to make some room, like your Thielens, et cetera. Um, obviously, Cook, but with the Kirk situation where it's trending right now, if he's not in the long-term plan and your record's there, similar deal. I want to get a high pick, and I want one of these quarterbacks. Mm. And especially if Jefferson's going to miss, they said, potentially six weeks, not just four. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm really sitting there now going, all right, well, if that's $40 million that goes off my cap and I've got Hockinson, him, Addison, Osborne, I've got an offense here ready to go for a quarterback. Yeah, that's true. And again, that window opens up when you get a rookie to spend money elsewhere. So, um, can't exactly throw games. And again, like I said, it's hard to throw a game against the Bears, but I certainly wouldn't be looking to improve my record if I'm in the North where I'm already three wins behind the line, so I don't see anyone catching so, this was just an out-and-out out stinker, and both teams should just tank. That's my opinion. Browns 49ers. Tough game in the conditions, but a good game. And a very, very good defense. And Jim Schwartz, apparently his record is very, very good over Shanahan at the time, and his defense, and it showed up again here. They played 70% plus in man coverage, and they did a great job. Their secondary... Pretty much took away a lot of the weapons. Debo went off early. McCaffrey went off later in the mix. But their defense was the big reason they got over this one. Deshaun unavailable again with his shoulder. But their line, the amount of speed they've got across the field, their coverage skills in playing man, they made it real difficult for the 49ers. Um, to be fair for Purdy, it was a tough day, but held his own. Got him into a position at the end there to get the win with a field goal. But just a miss. Simple. Yeah. But yeah. I wonder what's going on with Deshaun. There was some rumours floating around this week. I don't want to talk about that. Maybe it's not just an injury, but that's neither here nor there. That's America. I haven't heard that. When really. you hear that stuff, but I heard someone say, I don't know if this might just be an injury. Maybe there's something we don't know. I'm like, well, that's a bit full on. You'd like to think that's not the case. So don't take my word for it. But Interesting. I heard a little bit there that maybe it wasn't an injury. And I was like, well, Jesus, that's the last thing they'd want 
coming up again after what's already happened. It's not what they need. Um, but two weeks. PJ Walker, it's always a tough ass to come in when it's windy and that, but uh, certainly helps when you've got a great defensive side of the ball to back you up. Yeah. Um, struggle to come in and run an offense, but he made a couple of plays. Murray Cooper made a couple of huge grabs for the Browns in this one and late in the piece when they needed it. Running game wasn't great all day, but uh, Ford had a couple of big carries, Hunt, and got him in a position to take the lead that they did, and they were able to hold on. So I think one thing we do know, like we said, losing Chubb really, really hurt. Deshaun not playing hurts, but yeah. If uh, those two were on the field with their O-line and what they've got on defense, they're a bit of a dark horse. But your question mark still there right now is obviously they've already lost Chubb. Hunt and Ford look to be working okay Is a duo. Defense is certainly hold up in there under the bargain, but again, Watson. Mm. You paid for him. You had to sit for a year. He struggled for the back half of last year. He struggled for the start of this year. That investment, if you're the Browns, you really want it to pay off at some point because that window can't stay open forever. And they've sort of did well managing their roster the last few years and they haven't got the results they wanted. So I don't know the shoulder or whatever's going on, how long it's going to be, but they need him back on the field sooner rather than later. Uh, but for the 49ers, you know, lose those players, I guess this is the one thing people have questions on. Um, when they lose those players, what do they look like? McCaffrey's been injury prone. He's been great to start off so far, but the oblique, is it long term? Debo got paid a big deal. Um, is he going to be out long term? Is he week to week? Williams left the game, come back in. So that's probably the test for them so far. They've had a perfect run of health. Yeah, well, yeah, that's exactly right. They have. Once they <clears throat> get a few injuries and have to use the depth of their roster, it's going to be interesting. I'm certainly not buying it. People are like, oh, there you go. There's Purdy. That's fraud. I'm like, well, take McCaffrey, take Debo in the wind. Like when it mattered, he made the drive. It got him in position to win again. I'm, I'm, I can't think you can go off one game and all of a sudden think he's a fraud. Yeah, no, it's a bit I, rich. I don't think he's a fraud. Really. Nah, it's just he's, a bit rich when I heard that this week. But yeah, wasn't a pretty game, but big result for the Browns and a uh, little bit back to the drawing board, but fingers crossed health-wise more than anything if you hit the 49ers. Pats, Vegas, you want to talk about another one that was hard to watch. Jimmy Garoppolo hurt again. So that situation, that deal, um, how long he's going to be there, be like, Going off his track record, I, I doubt he's there more than one year. Mm. But on the plus side, they drafted Mayer, who had some big raps on him. He's slowly becoming more of a factor once that he went off. Hoyer wasn't asked to make a lot of plays, but he made the ones he needed to. They went run heavy on Jacobs, had some good moments, and they were able to close it out. But this was just another one for the Patriots where they put themselves in a position late. They got things going on the ground a little bit. Zeke got his first touchdown, Ramondre. Had a touchdown, uh, you know, multiple drives, six drives, only one touchdown on the flip side there in the red zone for Vegas. And, you know, New England were able to drag themselves in a, a spot where they were 19 17 and Mac Jones gets hit for a safety. Mm. Kills the game. Crosby blew up the game last week, blew up the game again this week. Their defense had some other positive plays and. Um, the only real highlight of the day for the Patriots was the Peppers hit on Devonta Adams. Did you see that? I did it. He got lit up. <clears throat> they threw him open on a bit of a slant and Peppers just read it like a book. Hit Adams that hard, just absolutely jacked him. The ball popped up and they got a pick out of it. That was about the only highlight, I think. But ground game's been disappointing. Every, every part of the ball has been disappointing. Yeah. I think really for the Pats. Uh, um, this one was there. Bit of a contest and when Garoppolo goes off and it's higher and, you know, basically sitting on that run game, 
they gave himself a chance, but they couldn't execute. So, yeah, certainly a tough one. And again, Mac got the start. I, I don't know whether, again, that they've decided that they don't trust Zappi either or willing to even just roll the dice on Malik Cunningham who they had him. <clears throat> it was a bit of a Lamar clone. He's obviously not Lamar, but at one and five, that they're in a position that they've never been in. And that's why I sort of echoed a few weeks ago, I don't know what the direction is in terms of Belichick's relationship with Kraft and where they're going from here, but I certainly think if there was ever a time to similar deal, tank and strip things out and sort of build to try and get a good draft pick, this would be it. Yeah. So, yeah. And, You've been saying that for weeks now. Oh, it's just obvious. <laughs> looking at it, and even some of the other deals, like some of the offensive contract, like the Devontae Parker one, he was injured all last year. They gave him like a three or four year deal. It was a horrible deal. Mm. And he's still there. He's barely played. Bourne's on good money. Aguilar they got rid of. Like, Zeke's a one-year rental. Don't care about that. You can move on. But just about anyone they've spent money on bar, probably Henry. I think Henry's been good. But even their offense doesn't utilize him. So Yeah, you're right. He's there's, not. There's just a lot of money in spots where I'm sitting there going, well, fuck, we can't even utilize half of what we're spending. Yeah. So your best thing now is what, what can you get for it? Yeah. Strip it out. You, like you said, we've got money. And try to fix that side of the ball and the sad part is it comes about when you've got players like Edelman who I've heard recently he's been really good on some TV stuff but he's defended Bill to a team but they're basically even admitting now that the one thing they haven't got right is drafting on that side of the ball mm-hmm. a few years ago they could have drafted AJ Brown they drafted Nikhil Harry and there's been multiple other flops at receiver and any other spot on offense they just can't get it right and Brady obviously mastered all that for a lot of years and yeah. did it with bit players but even last year like I thought Jacoby Myers was basically our new version of Edelman. They let him go to Raiders and he scored against us. I thought he was a good player. He's gone. That's not great. So, yeah, on that side of the ball, there certainly hasn't been many good decisions made. But some tough questions need to be asked. But, yeah, Vegas, that's a win for now. And um, for their situation, I don't know, again, how it gets much better. Jimmy G signed him on an average deal. There was things about his health written in that contract and he's hurt again. I don't know to what extent or how bad, but... Yeah, if he's out and they're looking at Hoyer and uh, O'Connell, they're, they're in a similar deal. They're just in limbo. They're in uh, big trouble. Poor McDaniels. You kind of go there for that situation. You're on the back end of what happened with Gruden where a lot of their first-round picks were either cut, released, and a few obviously got in trouble. Don't have a lot of capital, don't have a lot of space. So mm. it's a transition period for them as well, and it's a, it's a hard thing. But they're both going nowhere, it seems. Lions, Bucks, this was a good result. 20-6, to there was a lot of talk that, you know, tough road trip, good challenge for him here, going up against a good defense in the heat, and they pass with flying colors. Goff again. Got that right. Um, you know, Amon comes back this week, but his running game's gone. Montgomery gets hurt early. He's got nothing to lean on there. Just manages it himself, and the defense continues to improve. So he went 350, two T-down uh, touchdowns, move the ball. Uh, they're just doing a lot of things right. They're, they're a bit... Like the 49ers as well, watching some of the screen plays or some of the pass plays now where just everyone's doing a job. Everyone's blocking. Everyone's chipping in. Hutchinson getting better and better. They'd be happy with that pick. They obviously made some signings on the back end to try and tighten that up. Um, and it seems like at the moment they're just growing every week. They're 5-1 and one and looking like a... Kicking backside, yeah. Real genuine threat. And, you know, Gibbs has probably not lived up yet and he's been injured, but they're going to need him if Montgomery's out. Um, this week, Jamison Williams, who was the high pick, probably the best receiver in college the other year until he blew his ACL in the playoff final. He made a big play the other night, showed that speed. 
if he goes in there and adds another layer to what they've got, um, you know, that's another offensive weapon and get Gibbs back into the mix. That like they're in a position again where they're doing this without their full complement so far. There's still more to reach a ceiling here for the Lions. Yeah, there is. That's uh, right. That's the scary part. And you know, the Bucks again, certainly a tough out on D. They made him get a couple of field goals, they shut down some drives and Mayfield was solid here, but I think the bigger tick goes to the Lions defence. They got him off the field. Very good. Only gave him yeah. a couple of field goals and um, yeah, certainly a tough road trip, but third down was the difference. I think the Bucks were only two from twelve. They were ten from sixteen on third down. Yeah. When they needed to make a play, the Lions they stayed on the field. So big, uh, big tick for them on the NFC side of things, and good balance, like we said, between offense and defense. And if you're Dan Campbell biting kneecap, she'd be pretty happy with the way things are right now. He loves it. Rams, Cardinals. Uh, Again, another one of these games. It's a divisional game, and they've been good nuisance value, but you can slowly see them starting to slow down a bit. Yeah. Dobbs had hit, some plays here, but, you know. a little. They got to him, sacked him a couple of times. There was a fumble. There was a pick. Cut back on board with Stafford. Um, Nakua's targets dropped a little bit, but they're basically the only two he threw to. Nakua still got seven targets. I think Cup got 12 targets. Kyron Williams was great on the ground, 158, ripped off 20 runs. They, they've done what they've done all year. Mm. Um, McVay juices the clock gets the possession runs things do- uh, dictates the game and pretty much tries to drain the defense and it was field goals early but a couple of touchdowns late from Williams and, and from Cup and this blew out to 26-9 to nine, so divisional win and, and they're in a bit of a weird spot 3-3 three and three and for what a lot of us thought would be a transitional year but yeah like between drafting him and Atwell's been Paul the first few years, but show some signs of improvement. So suddenly that looks like they've got a couple of receivers. Stafford's playing okay. And Donald and a few guys that they do have in the defense are doing their job, but... Donald's looking good. Just don't know what you do from here. Like you sort of mid-pack with no picks and not a lot of salary cap space. Yeah. So they're, they're another one, regardless of where they are, where it's like, okay, are we in a spot where if we get a few of these guys in the shot front window value-wise, we could cash in or... Do we hold on to what we've got and see what we can do next offseason? But picks-wise, they don't have a whole lot. I think I had something up before. Um, Where are they for next year? New Orleans, San Fran. Los Angeles Rams 2024. Well, sorry, they've got first, second, third, and two-fifths. So I think this year they basically didn't have one until the third or fourth round. Okay. And they've got some top-heavy contracts. But when you pull out ones like Nakura and a couple of guys, Kyron Williams, that were late picks that have cost you nothing. First, second, and thirds next year. A um, couple of fifths. If they can find some more value, especially on their early picks. And if there's one or two contracts they're not keen on, they already moved off Ramsey. Um, if they could get Stafford to maybe restructure, I don't know. Because they obviously paid him a big deal before the injury, but... Who knows? They might be able to put themselves in the back of a window in less than 12 months or at least put themselves back contending. But big ask. Massive and ask, yeah. They've certainly Massive overachieved ask. this year. And any, like I said, any questions about the motivation for McVeigh, they can go out the window. Yeah. Um, and him going to do TV. But for Arizona, I still give them a wrap here. Like Dobbs still, I think, overachieving. They've had some positives on you know the defensive side of the ball. They've been creative on offense and trying to make up for the lack of talent they've got there. Apparently, Kyler was back on the training field today. I don't understand with what they could do there in terms of getting rid of him and not activating him and all the talk there on that contract, why you'd even think about it. 
I think for them, it's it's pretty obvious what you want to do. Yeah, dump it. Anything that's attached to the toxic of the past and where things are moving right now, unless he's completely willing to buy in and change, which it didn't seem like he was willing to even, you know, do that with a previous regime, I'd be moving on. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see because that was the talk they wouldn't wouldn't consider it, but he's back on the paddock now, so. What's uh, Cliff Kingsbury doing? Went to Thailand or something, didn't he? <laughs> what do you mean? I think it was Schrager, one of the blokes that I was just laughing that said that when he got sacked or everything was off, that he had an offers to do some college or this, that, and the other. But after a few years and a couple of paychecks, he just pissed off to Thailand and was hanging out or something. He's living his best life. Pretty sure he doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a job? No, I don't think he wanted one. I think he had offers to do one. Current assistant coach at USC. Oh, he ended up going to USC, did he? There you go. Well, there you go. (laughs) Why UFC brought in Cliff Kingsbury? When was that? 13th of April, 2023. Because he said at the time when he got flicked, he basically went straight to Thailand for a holiday. Right. And said, no one call me for a bit. I'm just going to hang out and relax or whatnot. He obviously got a huge payout because they all got new deals before they all got sacked. Um, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He was at, didn't he? Was, so he's with Lincoln Riley. Lincoln didn't he go to USC, USC, then quit USC, and then get this job yeah, somehow got, after quitting? Wasn't he at Texas Tech? He was the head coach there with Mahomes. Yeah, okay. But he was there with a job, then quit that job, then got the Arizona job somehow, even after he quit. He wasn't quit to get that one. Mm. Um, but yeah, so now he's going back there with Lincoln Riley, and they got rolled on the weekend by Notre Dame. That's not a good time. It's not. So, <laughs> That's not. Yeah. Oh, Cliff, he's just loving off. I didn't realize page. Lincoln Riley went to USA. Yeah, that's why Williams left Oklahoma. He took him with him. Yeah, right. He quit and everyone was like, he won't go, he can't go. Then next minute he transferred. And then Venables, who went in there after from Clemson, they were like, everyone was just bad-mouthing oh, Williams and what happened. But... Lincoln Riley was a dude at OSU, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. And Williams was their quarterback and they yeah, said right. he won't take him with him. Then he went and then sure enough, he went into the portal and he went with him. There you go. They were filthy. But now they're doing very well this year, so. Because he had um, Hurts, didn't he? For a year. Took him for a year. Just yeah. like he, he had three in a row, three Heisman quarterbacks in a row. He had Baker, first round pick. Then Kyler come in one year, Heisman, first yep. round pick. Um, and then he got Hurts for a year. And he got drafted, obviously, and was pretty good for him. But, yeah, bit of a offensive man. They've all talked about him being the Dallas coach. We're trying to come to the NFL. There's been talk for that for the last couple of years. That obviously didn't happen. There you go. But, yeah, he's been linked to a fair bit, old Lincoln. But now he's got Caleb and a lot of weapons, and they've had a good start there. But, yeah, last week was certainly... Hurt their chances at the playoff, losing to Notre Dame, mm. who had a bad loss the week before that. So I don't know, don't know what the rest of their schedule is like or how they're going to stack up. But uh, they certainly can't afford to lose again from here. Mm. But it mm. certainly won't affect Williams's draft stock. I think it's pretty much consensus from all scouts that are talking about him that he's the best generationally on both sides of the ball in terms of balance as a runner and a thrower. So mm. I don't think there's any doubt who the number one pick going to be if he chooses to come out like City last week. With the NRL stuff, he basically said if he doesn't like the situation of where the order is, he won't come out. Hmm. I was like, well, there you go. NRL was giving a bit of power back to the players. So, interesting. But moving on, uh, Jets-Eagles. The Jets have done this to Josh Allen. They've done it to Mahomes a couple of picks, and then they've done it to Jalen Hurts yesterday. Three picks. D-line, so stacked. Like I said again, just rotate. Williams and all those guys coming. Jermaine Johnson, there was tip picks, there was pressures. It was a tip sack. Um, they couldn't really get the run going, but they probably should have leaned more into it because they've got a good offensive line. But they sort of went away from it and tried to move the ball and 
couple of the throws, especially the one that he just sat down on and tried to force to got it where there was two defenders sitting at the side of him basically daring him to throw it. He just stared him down and threw it straight to him. So it was not a great day for Hurts. Second most picks in the NFL this year so far. They're 5-1 and one in spite of it because of what they get done with their O-line and their D-line, but the old Jets, they're not going away. No, no, they're not. Like, all this their talk defense. about Rodgers recovering, like I just... Even if he comes back, you're not going on a run. It's going to be way too late. Yeah, I don't know. It's exciting. I, I want to see it. I certainly throw some respect at their defense. It's a hell of a defense. <laughs> their line, their linebackers, Quincy Williams has probably been one of the best linebackers this season. Secondary's coming up good. There's other guys besides Source that contribute. And, you know, the offense, they certainly didn't lose in the game. Wilson didn't throw any picks. They couldn't get much going with the run game, but they needed a play. Brees saw come up with one. Garrett Wilson's a freak. Still don't have much help besides him on that side of the ball. Yeah. Um, but I still stick by what I said at the start of the year. Put him back in there now or not. That offensive line's horrible. <laughs> that's half the reason he got he got rushed on the only three plays he played for, and that's why his Achilles got snapped. So if I'm the Jets, I don't care where we finish or we're at, there's one thing I'd certainly be trying to fix before Rodgers gets back next year. The O-line needs to be a lot better. Uh, but this was a huge result, and... Certainly would have been a shot in the arm to their confidence because, you know, people like us and everyone's probably talking. Do they trade people? Do they stay? Do they go for a Kirk Cousins? Do you stick with Zach Wilson? What are we doing? Yeah. But their defense is just something else. Um, I think Salah even said they've embarrassed some quarterbacks. A lot of people are like, well, that's pretty rich. But when you look at what they've done to everybody so far, uh, no one's really had a big game against them. True. Probably the only sad part is they lost to the Patriots and Mac Jones. But they've defeated... <laughs> Three others, and they've made some very good quarterbacks look pretty average. So that's true. Yeah, maybe that was just an off week, but big game for them. And for the Eagles, yeah, four turnovers. That's not going to win your game of football. No, it's not. And they led 14 0. So fast start, <laughs> fell in a hole. And uh, I, I guess for a lot of them right now, a lot of eyes are just on Hurts. Those turnovers, you can't have them. No. Yeah. Their run game, their offensive line, their defensive line, their strengths. A lot of throwing here, which was unnecessary. The game wasn't out of control. They weren't behind. They weren't chasing the scoreboard. They probably should have leaned into that a bit more. But cost them here and got a loss on their record. Now, Bills Giants, this was another one. It was pretty ugly, pretty frustrating. Threw and out, fumbled early, field goal, and just only field goals is the only thing they could manage. Tyro Taylor, he was okay. Had some moments. Dave will flip his shit again at halftime because they didn't get a playoff. Basically told the reporter he's not in an emotional state to talk. I was like, bro, you need to calm down. I think you need, <laughs> I think you need your trip away, old Brian. That's good. Things aren't quite going how he wants, but when you're trying to manage a game, you obviously need to manage your emotions. And uh, at the moment, Brian's running pretty hot. He's running fairly hot. Yeah, wow. But yeah, they come up with a couple of plays to get into field goal range, but that's about all they can manage. Their defense, especially Okariki, man, he's been awesome. What a signing. Um, got him off the Colts, but... Yeah, that, that kept him in the game, but when it mattered, as ugly as things were, Allen made two plays scrambling under pressure. Two really good throws. Um, ugly, impressive, no, but a win's a win. And when you play like shit at home against a team that pretty much can't score points and they're frustrated you all night, but when it matters most, like I said, under pressure, you roll out twice and come up with two touchdown throws to two blokes who really aren't even a part of what they do, Quinton Morris and Deontay Hardy. Um, that's what happens when you get a good quarterback. They make big plays. I don't know how many times he threw digs though. It almost would have been twenty targets. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's probably the only worry for them a little bit at the moment as well. Between drafting Kincaid, who's injured, Knox, Gabe, like it still seems like if it's not Allen and Diggs, it's not happening. Mm. And then, like I said, Milano, Tredavious, a couple of guys on the secondary side of things. Their line's actually got a lot better. Oliver, Epinesa, they're getting sacks, they're getting pressure. Miller's back into the mix now, starting to try and get some reps. Um, I don't know whether they trade for anyone, like I said, on the, the back end side of things, but certainly an area that needs to be tightened up. The injuries, but absolutely, yeah, yeah, and the, and the last one, uh, obviously, Cowboys Chargers, another one that wasn't pretty. Red zone opportunities not taken, but for the Chargers, that's their sixth time in the last two years they've lost by three or less. So yeah, wow. yeah. I'll give a wrap to Dak here. I'm not his biggest fan, but he was under pressure a lot. He did get sacked a few times, but there's a few times where he evaded, rolled out, and made some really good plays with his feet. Ran one in for a touchdown, ran for a couple of first downs, hooked up with CD a few times, hit Cooks, who's in the mix for him a couple of times. He came up with some big plays with his legs. And that was him when he came in. I know when you get injured and you get a bit older, they say he's not moving anymore, but whether that's for fear or he's just trying to be a pocket quarterback, that's not who you are. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't be a pocket quarterback, but he's best when he's using his legs. Showed that because Pollard and the run game didn't really get going. Um, you know, they were pressured from what is a very good rush from the Chargers, and, and they gifted him a couple of opportunities. Like they, they scored on him straight away. They rolled with Eckler at a, a punt fumble, which gave him pretty much red zone possession straight away, and he got Everett in. But uh, for them, I guess their biggest disappointment right now, again, is the losses they've had have been ordinary. But they spent a first-round pick on Jefferson, and since Williams is out, they've tried to get him the ball, and it's just been a non-factor. I think he's had like four or five catches in six weeks now. It's a very expensive first-round pick when you've got someone <laughs> who literally can't contribute. Um, so I don't know it's an interesting one looking at them and like we've talked about multiple times that window for them with your quarterback when you know you're going to have to pay them it's it's closing fast it's closing real fast and I'm sorry to say I don't have a lot of faith in what's going to happen with the Chargers for the rest of this year I really don't yeah I think they need to get rid of their coach stick by the same thing exactly you just said there that I think Staley's time is definitely going to come to end but if they hand it straight to Kellen Moore I'll be even more disappointed I think they've done... One thing they've done that they can only got themselves to blame is I think they've done some poor hiring of coaches yeah, that's true. in this window. Yeah, They really have. Um, so I think they might have been their own worst enemy in some ways, but yeah, they had a chance at the end after some field goals. Uh, Dak comes up with a nice drive, puts it in a posi- position um, with a run from Cooks, throw to CD, and then got Cooks again, field goal range, give them the lead, and... Herbert, he's got an opportunity to drive him down the field, gets rushed early on, forces the throw, and Gilmore come up with a real nice diving pick, which just shut things down. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of feel like he cops a bit of criticism as well, but it's pretty hard when it feels like you're carrying the team. You've got no ground game. You're pretty much throwing constantly, and you've got all this money on defensive side of the ball with a defensive guru, apparently, and you're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Can't blame all that on your quarterback. It's true. When you're getting absolutely fucking zero help. So let's put it this way. Anyone that bags him and say he doesn't win there, he doesn't do that. If he went on the market tomorrow, there'd be a lot of teams that would take Justin Herbert. Mm. I know I certainly would. But Cowboys bounce back and yeah, like we said, things are in the NFC, those three teams that are clear at the top of their divisions, pretty much the South is anyone that's really open. But the old AFC, it's a bloodbath. Teams fighting left, right, and center. North is tight. South is tight. And um, even though the East 
got the Dolphins at 5-1. and one. They lost to the Bills. They only sit one behind. Chiefs in their division. Um, there's a few teams there that could get scary, especially the Chargers, if they could get their shit together, but I, I don't know if they will. The Broncos and the Raiders certainly aren't challenging them, but Chargers head-to-head the last few years have had the, the wood on them regardless of how they're going. Yeah. So AFC certainly seems to be a bit more competitive, but mm, I'm, I'm more interested, like we spoke about at the start, about this trade deadline and what's going to happen there. But let's have a look at the games for this week, Box. Jacksonville at New Orleans. They're the outsiders, which surprises me. I know travel the last few weeks. They've obviously been in London. They're back now. Um, going down to New Orleans, I just haven't been impressed with what I've seen from the Saints. I like the way things are trending for Jacksonville, so I'd probably lean their way. Me too, yeah. yeah. And I just think the AFC is stronger, to be fair. Yeah, I'd agree. So at $2, I'd take the outside there. In a head-to-head, I wouldn't mess with a line at one and a half, but yeah, I, I like what I'm saying from the Jags. Browns at Colts, regardless of whether Deshaun's back. I think what they're doing on the defense, what you saw from the Colts last week, they can stop the run. They can mirror just about anybody. If you can mirror the 49ers, you can certainly shut down the Colts receivers. So, dollar sixty-four favorite, two twenty-six for the Colts. I, I'd happily swallow the two and a half points here with the Browns. Yeah, and in a dome that's not outside, they were contending with weather when they play at Cleveland. Uh, that's another thing I think makes it even easier to pick them. Yeah, agree, man. Commanders, Giants, toilet bowl, but NFC East generally entertaining. Um, again, generally. Both these teams aren't the greatest to watch at the moment, but I'd go the Commanders. I think between Howe, the running game, I know the offensive line's not giving them a whole lot of help, but the yeah, Giants, it's tough, man. first signs of life. Is Jones playing? Is it Tyrod again? They just seem like a very, very unhappy team. There's a lot of stress. Dave Ball needs a good massage and a couple of beers, I think. But it's at New York. I'd probably go New York in that, to be fair. Divisional games, they generally lift. It's probably not bad value on the outside, but yeah, if I was going to take anyone. Commanders at $1.67 head-to-head. I wouldn't touch the line, though. Mm. That's for sure. Falcons, Bucks, NFC South. Big game in the context of where that division is right now. It's at Tampa. Falcons, two fourteen. Uh Tampa at $1.71. I think, again, just the fact it's at Tampa, the way they've been playing on the defensive side of the ball and the turnovers at the moment, I'd go with the Bucks. Yeah. They get pressure if they stop the run. Like is it at Tampa or is it at Atlanta? It's usually the second team where it's at, isn't it? So it's at Tampa, I'm pretty sure. I think for these ones, we said that they were the other way around. I'm going with the home team. If it's at Tampa, I'll go Tampa. If it's at Atlanta, I'll go Atlanta. Why won't this load? At Saints, at... Yeah, it's at Tampa. At Tampa. Yeah, I'll so, go Tampa. Yeah, I think same deal. D-line's good. They've been moving the ball well enough. Uh, Ritter, under pressure if they can't run the ball. Just worry about turnovers. That's the yeah. big thing. Winfield, Vaya, Davis, Levante, they've got guys there. Um, Bills, $1.21 favorite over the Patriots, four forty-five. It's at New England. It doesn't matter. This could be anything. The Patriots have been absolute poo. Yeah. Eight and a half. Again, it's a weird line. They call that the old Vegas zone. It's in a weird spot there. It's not quite a field goal. It's not quite a touchdown, but wouldn't surprise me if they beat us 10 plus. They've smacked us the last few times. Hmm. So uh, the way things are going at the moment, zero confidence in the Pats. 
The Raiders up against the Bears. They're a dollar sixty favorite. Again, Garoppolo's injury. Who's playing? Fields is dislocated thumb. This could just be the battle of nobody quarterbacks. So that makes yeah. it a game that I'm not looking forward to watching. But probably leaning heavy on defense run game with what Crosby's doing. Jacobs maybe just lean to McDaniel slightly on game management, but the fact that Chicago. Um, Foreman, Rashawn Johnson, but again, the quarterback, yeah, uh, flip a coin. I'd take the Raiders, the, the favorite, but you certainly wouldn't bet on this one. Nope. Lions, <laughs> Baltimore, on the other hand, this is a great game. I know Baltimore's been up and down, but this this is a good test for the Lions. We talk about NFC, AFC. Yeah. The division they play in, and it's at Baltimore. Um, Montgomery's definitely out this week, so they know they don't have that. Gibbs, 50-50. Laporta is under an injury cloud again. But this is a genuine test offensively and defensively for them to go in a tough place, play a team like the Ravens, who, you know, regardless of who's available, are always tough. But they're the outsiders on the road, $2.23. The Ravens, $1.66. Pending uh, the injury report close to the game, if Laporta, Gibbs and all that are playing, I I think I'd have a crack at the Lions at two twenty three. Big time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, big time. Baltimore certainly haven't. Showing a whole lot in the red zone just yet, and the defense improvements on the side of the Lions. Uh, yeah. They take away the throw and they can rush the passer. They get him running and scrambling. Force me into a couple of sacks. Steelers, Rams, another one, I guess, big week for the Steelers. Off a of bye, they've been struggling really heavily, leaning on their defense. Have they made any adjustments in the week off? It's at LA who have showed some good signs. They're $2.40 outside, $1.58 for the Rams. I think I'd go with the Rams here. I like what I've seen, especially on the offensive side. Yeah, defense is pulling their weight so far, and I guess just leaning into what we've seen from Pittsburgh's defense. Like, I'm oh, sorry, Pittsburgh's offense hasn't been a whole lot turn up so far. So that's true. Yeah, I think I'll back the Rams to score more points or put themselves into positions to score more. Uh, Cardinals, Seattle. It's a divisional game. They certainly haven't been an easy out, so the odds again surprise me. But four dollar ten outsiders going to Seattle off the back of that loss, you'd think they'd be seething. I'm probably looking for a big win, but yeah, they're a dollar twenty-four favorite, which is pretty short considering what Arizona's dished up this year. Yeah, um, seven and a half. I'd stay away from that one. Chargers, Chiefs. Just after I mentioned that the Chargers have had the wood on them, I don't know what to expect here. But in the last few years, it hasn't mattered how they've played or where they've been. They've just somehow <laughs> seemed to get into shootouts. And it's at Kansas City. It is KC. They've beaten them there, but yeah, they're struggling offensively. Charges have been 50-50, but their defense has been terrible. This is sort What's of the line? Minus five and a half. It's awkward. Yeah, I wouldn't be taking that. Uh, but the Chargers, $2.90. Gave me seven and a half, I'd think about it. Yeah. I just look at the $2.90, almost $3 for a team that, again, can't move the ball themselves. Yeah. So this is a team that's supposed to lean Talk on offense. Talk about wasting a quarterback. Yeah. My God. Horrendous. And the worst give, part is... Give sort of 10... 12 teams. The scary part is Herbert, the amount like, of teams that passed on Herbert. Again, just from, oh, yeah. he doesn't talk that much. I'm like, fuck that. Like, have you watched him? He's not a great talker. I'm like, well, he's six foot four. He's got an arm. He can move if he needs to. Like, the Dolphins should add him. I remember watching Hard Knocks. Um, as soon as they put him in. That, no, like, he just, he threw a ball and they showed the behind angle. Mm. I was like, wow. Did a lot. Wow. Yeah. Well, again, Dolphins, I know it's working at the moment with Tua, but you could imagine Herbert playing that system. Yeah. Like Christ almighty. And he's big, too. But, 
and multiple teams passed that they did Mahomes. The Bears picked Trubisky, not Mahomes. Hmm. There's a lot of teams that are guilty of drafting shit quarterbacks. But in terms of wasting that window that we talk about, yeah, they've had the wood the last few years, but I've got no confidence. But this is just sort of the other. Like the Chiefs, you generally say they lean on their offense, they lean on their defense at the moment. Hmm. And then them, they're basically learning everything on Herbert and he's doing his part, but he's not getting a whole lot of help. Mac got six sacks the week prior to that, but again, against a shit opposition. One this week. Um, yeah, that, that, there needs to be more going on around him. The run game and the defense certainly needs to live. But I wouldn't touch this game. Packers, Broncos at Denver. Denver trading pieces, stripping things down off another loss. Green Bay, bit of a you know down week for love. A lot of people laid the boot in, and again, a buy. Chance to reflect. Is Jones available? He's questionable. They get that two-headed monster going with him and Dylan on the ground um, and take some of the pressure off Love. Like I said, they got the youngest offense in the NFL. They got a lot of first and second year guys on offense. I think it's just a bit of growing pain that you have to deal with. I wouldn't be judging him off one game. But for the Broncos, this is a big week. If they lose here and they're you know in a spot where they're one and six heading to the deadline if I'm Pete Carroll anything that's movable that's worthwhile or something you think you could place I'd be shopping for picks or yeah, shopping I'll, for players too. and just trying to get into this next draft and go alright quarterbacks receivers whatever's available here, anything that's good offensive line they spent some money probably overreach for a couple of guys but yeah if there's any bits there that are getting older on bad contracts I'm moving them they're trying to get anything I can Yeah, people like Simmons who are older on good deals trade them out restock Reload, but I think I'll, I'll go with Green Bay. They're slight favourites, still eighty-three. Um, Dolphins, Philly. That's a pearl. Yeah, I'll be going Green Bay at yeah. Philly. Um, off the loss, their favourites at home, dollar sixty-four. Like we said, wow. O line, D line. Um, you know, hurts certainly not helping at the moment. Throwing picks, second most in the league, needs to tighten that up. Defensive line and offensive line certainly making a difference. Miami, biggest test for their defense, probably. Area they're looking to work on. Um, but that O-line and all those fakes and those motions up against this D-line is very interesting. Yeah, Jalen Carter didn't play last week, but if he's back here and this matchup's an absolute ripper. But I tell you what, their secondary's been awful. There's a hole, and I, the way that the Dolphins go right now, like going to Philly's no easy task, but this is a good one. But I'll be very interested to see. If they can't get to him early, and they can... Get open in the back end. Good luck, Philly. Hmm. But no surprise, their outside is going to Philly. 223. I wish it was a little bit more. Otherwise, I'd probably say I'll, I'll get on that head-to-head. And the line's only <laughs> two and a half. It's probably not enough. Yeah. But that's a good game. 49ers, uh, they close things out up against the Vikings this week. Debo, he's questionable. McCaffrey, they're not sure yet. Williams, so there's a few guys under a cloud, but... At Minnesota, Minnesota situation. Again, I don't know what they're trying to win for, but they obviously are. Um, without knowing the availability of a few of those guys just yet, I still think 49ers. But that's going off, you know. Their D-line's been doing a pretty good job. Cousins, I think he's doing all he can, but again, um, at the moment, they can't move the ball. Their defense isn't holding up, and they're still relying on him to throw constantly. Oh, yeah. So with that being said... Back to 49ers with Warner, Lenore, a couple of guys they've found on their defensive side of the ball to uh, maybe plug in the gaps if they're missing a few on offense. They'll obviously lean heavier on Ayuk, Kittle, who have come more to the forefront this year. 
if they're missing Debo, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, Shoney can play That's the ball. That's a good game. But That's a good game. Important game for Minnesota if they want it back in the race. And big game for the 49ers in the context of the injuries and bouncing back. keeping that record. So, um, yeah, $1.31, dollars I don't know about the cover, but yeah, I think the 49ers, this is the chance to What's show. The, what is it? Seven and a half. Yeah, yuck. Mm. I think the 49ers here need to show they're more than just their starting players. They can win without. So, yeah, um, depending on who's available, big job for. Mitchell and Mason in the backfield. Purdy to bounce back. And then, yeah, Ayuk, Kittle. There's a couple other guys at times. Juwan, um, who get involved. So, yeah, big week. But some good games. That that Dolphins-Philly Dolphins, Dolphins game, after we scrolled through. That, that that one in the Ravens' lines, there too, I'll definitely be watching. Yeah. <laughs> good week in the NFL. Uh, that's us for another week, my friend. Anything, Dad? No, I watched the David Beckham documentary, actually. Oh, yeah? It was good. Yeah, really a lot of people have been saying that. I didn't yeah. really have too much interest in it, to be honest. Mate, I loved it. But it was great. Once I started, I couldn't stop watching it. How many episodes and how long? Four. Four for like an hour or? Hour and ten. They're like four movies, essentially. It's good, though. But Phases of career or? Yeah, it starts from the start and works through to the end. Is it's it good. more about him or is his missus all into? His missus, yeah. She's good. I want to have a beer with him. Comes across as a good fella. Bex. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I started a new show actually, so I've got one finally. What do you got? I don't think you'll like it, but I, I thoroughly enjoy it because it's just. Yeah, I think I know what you're going to say, but go. What? No, guess. What am I going to say? At Home with the Furies? Is that what you're watching? Nah, definitely not. Oh. But I told you last week I laughed because I saw the clip of his little son going, I want to be just like me dad, the world everywhere, champion of the world. And he'd taken him his head with a razor. And his wife's like, your son's shaved his head. He goes, aye, good lad. I was like, dear Lord. Imagine living with this bloke. He's out of control. Yeah, it's not great. Now, I started watching off uh, reviews when I typed in best rated shows like American shows or TV shows, The Righteous Gemstones. And I've been crying. It is loose. What is it? It's Jenny McBride, the guy I love that was Kenny Powers. John Goodman, who plays like the father. Adam Driver, who was part of... um, can't remember the show there's three of them that are on it like it's a funny thing from Comedy Central and like the sister and all that it's basically they're, they're televangelists like the dodgy church stuff that do all the stuff for money they're preachers but it is it is rough yeah, some of the gags and that and even some of the other characters like his cousin baby Billy and everyone that's in it there's a few faces you'd recognise if you looked at them from different movies and that that's his wife in the show she but, out of um, Road Trip no, but Denny McBride, Goodman, Adam Devine, like all those guys, they're hilarious. Man, it's just an absolute piss take. There you go. So, if you're looking for a good laugh, Righteous Gemstones, but you you got to get through the first few. It, oh, it, it escalates pretty quickly. Bit of a tough watch, is it? No, nah, it escalates pretty quickly, but just to get your head around it and all the characters gives you a few episodes. But, yeah. Anything with Denny McBride, I'm all about... Kenny Powers, if you're looking for an old throwback, if you've never watched that, do yourself a favour. Sports and comedy. Will Ferrell's improvised scenes and his character, Ashley Schaefer. Some of the best bloopers you could ever look up on YouTube. He's hilarious. So, there's two for me. If you have never seen Kenny Powers, do yourself a favour, but McBride created this and the cast that they've got, all of them are pretty funny. The Righteous Gemstones. 
I think it was on Binge I was watching because it's a Fox show, or HBO show. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. So there you that's, go. That's annoying me where I know her from, yeah? Yeah, well, when I saw her on the show, I thought similar. Cassidy Freeman, I, I don't know what well, she's she, from. Maybe she looks like someone But else. yeah, she might look like someone you've seen before, but <clears> yeah. <throat> you got any other recommendations besides Beck? So that's what you've watched? No, that's all I've watched this week. I'm going to watch... Um, the third Denzel, what do you call it? The uh, Equalizer. The Equalizer. There was a bloke at work, one of the other fellas I didn't expect. He's like, me and my wife went and watched it. I was like, I was not expecting that. He's like 50-something years old. He's like, yeah, we love the Equalizer. I was like, oh. Equalizer, unreal. There you go. Wasn't expecting that, but no. So if you're looking for something more serious, a bit of documentary, Bex, if you're looking for a laugh, Righteous Gemstones. Get on yeah. board. Mm. I've got nothing on the... Uh, podcasting side of things really that's new but there's one I will throw back out there purely I just think it's underrated Conan O'Brien his podcast is really good he's a real funny guy and in long form not doing you know the segments they did on TV the people he gets on the conversations they have it's hilarious like really good actors really good comedians like just other figures really annoying me now Um, the Conan O'Brien podcast I quite enjoy it yeah so there's there's a pod rep Done for another week, my friend. Yep. That's us done. Hopefully another crack around coming up in week seven. Some great matchups and divisionals as always. And the NFL ticks on. Will there be any more big trades? Will there be any movement? Teams buying, selling? We'll find out. There's only 10 days left in that trade window. Just under two weeks now. But enjoy oh, the week. You know what it is? What? It's that movie, that Breathe movie. Breathe? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Their oxygen tanks run out when they're in the bottom of the ocean. Oh, I've never seen it. Yeah. So there you go. Nah, it's not not the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> you just saw her. She, look, she looked like a few other actors. Oh, I was annoying me. Because I thought similar. I was like, I think I recognise you, but definitely not from that. Mm. Mm. Have a good week, everybody.